Welcome to the Unified Podcast, the podcast where we talk about God, Christian culture, and life in an attempt to unify the body and bring it to maturity, as well as to demystify the supernatural and find God in the ordinary. And we're your co-hosts. I'm Justin Heckel, and this is Caleb Carpenter. How you doing, Caleb? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So uh, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. And now we're hopping back on and we both just kind of had an itch to jump into um, a topic that quite frankly, as soon as I say it, you're going to go, oh yeah, that's controversial. Um, It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, as you know, as soon as I say that, man, churches have split up over the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, They stay away from each other because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, um, there's, there's a good reason, um, because people find scriptures that say, Oh, don't do it. Um, but they mainly, the main reason why they find those scriptures has to do with, um, the fact that they also get abused on many levels and because we have put them in a place where they don't belong. And so what we want to do is we want to discuss, you know, what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Um, are they still for today? And, um, and how do we use them in the way that God intended us to use them? And obviously, we're not going to jump into all that today. Today, we're just going to kind of intro that. And as I already mentioned, both Caleb and I hold the view that they are for today. And, uh, and we're going to go into some scripture on why. But, um, but we want to just intro the fact that we believe that Jesus gave them to the church in order to display who he is. And so um, let's get rolling with that. Caleb, I know you have a scripture right off the bat that is such a good one. Um, I love this parable. So go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to read Matthew 7. I'm going to start in verse 9. And it says, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, Do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Yeah, come on. Now, I'll admit I was actually raised up in in a culture that didn't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And now um, that church, I was raised Nazarene. Now there are actually quite a few Nazarenes and Nazarene churches that are um, experiencing moves of the Holy Spirit and and totally running, and so. But when I first found out about the Holy Spirit, like working in the gifts and things like that, um, this was one of the scriptures that grabbed me, man. Um, because to me, it sounds pretty clear that because it's also like I will give it beyond measure, you know, to anyone who who asks. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the deal is to me too, like I, I had started questioning. So Caleb and I grew up a little bit different from each other. He grew up in a Pentecostal church. I didn't grow up in a Pentecostal church, but I just remember at one point saying, father, I don't want to know just what my doctrine says anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you say. And I opened up my scripture. It actually went to the parable of the wheat and the tares. Uh, where it says, you know, that an enemy came and sowed weeds into the middle of, of the wheat in the middle of the night and everything. And and I said, 
uh, as I'm reading that, I was like, okay. And he said, well, if I'm a good father, he said, if there is a spiritual enemy on the, on the earth already, and I'm a good father, wouldn't I give you spiritual tools and spiritual weapons to use in order to, in order to fight that enemy or in order to still dwell with me in the midst of that enemy coming at you. And so, um, the parables, I just feel like there are quite a few parables that give us a really good picture of how the father just wants to pour out the Holy spirit. Yeah. And and before we get into that, I want to mention, you know, if, you know, if we believe what we've been saying, like when we, when we preach or when we talk to other believers, about, yeah, yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Usually we default, and this is something I've noticed even in myself, is we default that, you know, we know God, God can do all things, right? We all know God can do it, but do we right. really believe that we can do it through right. Him? Right, right? And so, so if we actually believe what the Bible, what, what Christ says about us, then, well, how do we go about that? And And that would be through the gifts and through things that he has given us to overcome the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's kind of like what the gifts would be to me. And, and, you know, something like you mentioned, you know, we grew up different, we have different backgrounds. And for those people who would say the gifts aren't for today, like how would, like for me, I grew up, I've seen people healed. I've seen, you know, blind eyes returned. I've seen back straighten. And I grew up listening to, people speak in tongues and all, all basically everything. And so it's like when you grow up in that culture and atmosphere, it's very mind boggling to think that some people don't believe that. And so I understand why it's controversial, but it kind of, I really want to bring up uh, Mark 16 real quick because, you know, it's the great commission where it says, you know, go into all the world and preach good news to everyone. And well, first yeah. of all, you need to have the gifts to do that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And cause, and then it goes on to say that these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe and they will cast out demons in my name. They'll speak in new languages. They'll handle snakes with safety, drink anything poisonous and won't hurt them. And they'll place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. And so that would be my argument for why the gifts are still for today. Because, Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's almost like we can go out and have all the bark we want, but if there's no bite, Mm. then what truth is there for people to grab onto? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's also like, I know that one of the thoughts that, that comes against that is, well, that was just talking to the Mm -hmm. apostles, but the truth is, is that it says that it tells them to go out. They were already healing and things and casting out demons. He was telling them to go out and preach it. And to whoever believed they would see those things happen. Mm-hmm. And so is basically saying, Hey, look, like this is going to be passed on to other people. And, yeah. and so, and furthermore, like, I mean, even Paul gives ways of how it's supposed to look in the context of a, of a gathering and all that kind of stuff. So if it was only supposed to be for the apostles, why were they, why would they have been giving instructions for how it's supposed to look in the context of the gathering and things right. like that. And, and Paul did say in first Corinthians twelve seven that a spiritual gift is given to each of us to help each other. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I think, you know, thinking about, it, I think this is where most of the controversy comes from is 
is through pride. You know, I have a gift and I'm going to use it so I can shine and I could look better than everybody else or I could look really good. Because, you know, normally our motivation is not, I'm going to look better than this person, but it's like, I'm going to look <laughs> really good because I can do this. And, right. and we lose track of that. The spiritual gift was given to help each other. And so it becomes all of a sudden out of order. And then that's when people say, go from that extreme to the, well, that spiritual gifts must not be for the church today because all it has done is bring division. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, couldn't we also say too, in some context that it's gotten distorted that way because we've gotten a little bit out of the mode of going out to the world, right. like how it, the command is to go out and those who believe will see these things happen. But instead we've started going, well, I'm just going to do it inside of a service. Mm. And if anybody wants this, they can just come to the service. And because they, we have put it in that manner, we tend to hold it up on a pedestal, think it's only for the pastor, like all that kind of stuff. And so then we, we start abusing it as well. And um, because it's, then it also becomes for the guy who's collecting the money for the tithes and whatever too. Yeah. So if I can do bigger, bigger works, hopefully people give me more money or whatever. So we've, we've put it out of context and because we put it out of context, it gets abused. And uh, right. But, because, you know, the purpose of our leaders in the church is to train and equip us to do the same to do the work of the ministry. Right. So it's not the responsibility of my pastor to go out and evangelize the world. It's his responsibility to teach me how to go out and evangelize to the world. Right. And I believe that they have a place right, in going and right. doing it too. Uh, but, but at the same time, it's, I, I believe that, um, you know, a, you take someone who's a prophet Well, they're, they have a prophetic ministry because they're able to equip others to prophesy. Right. But it actually shouldn't even it doesn't even necessarily mean that they're the best at prophesying right. because the best coaches in the NBA, not all of them are good players. And some of the best players in the NBA are not good coaches. Right. So um, just because they have a prophetic ministry and are able to equip doesn't mean that they're necessarily the best at um, at actually prophesying. And that goes for evangelizing, pastoring. Um, you know, all the, all right. the different offices and, and the different gifts and things like that. So the the other one that I want to bring up is actually from John 16 and it's verse 13 through 15. And it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me, all that belongs to the father is mine. And this is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Now, some of the great stuff about that is that first off, Jesus is the anointed one. Mm -hmm. And so if we have Jesus, we have the gifts because we have the anointing. So when people sit there and do all this, should I, do I need to be cleaned up more? Do I need to gain more anointing? It's like, stop. If it doesn't center on Jesus, we're off. And so it all comes back to, if I have Jesus, I have it all. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it says that everything of the fathers belongs to him, but that the Holy Spirit gives it to us and makes it known to us. And the reason he does that in verse 14, 
he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And so, um, again, it, it all comes from Jesus and it all goes to glorify Jesus. That's good. You know, it kind of makes me think, you know, for us, we should just, so our focus should be upward and outward. If, if we want to look or to create that culture in our lives where we can use our gifts freely in, in our life to reach other people, my eyes can't be looking inward on myself. Otherwise, you know, I might be afraid to use my gift because I'm afraid of how I look. But really, based on this verse, we're really just a conduit for Christ, right? We're a conduit to reach the world for Christ or for the kingdom of God. And so if I'm only looking up and looking out, then I take myself out of the equation as far as, you know, thinking about myself. Absolutely. And another something that I've learned to focus on over the years, too, is is if I'm focusing on getting the prophetic word right or Mm -hmm. getting the healing or the miracle or whatever, if I'm focused on that, when I go up to someone, I've got a 50-50 chance that it's going to be on, right? Or that it's going to happen. But if I focus on loving them so that they know Christ, you know, but if I focus on just loving them, because that's the command, go love, Mm -hmm. you know, love your fellow human being. So if I go love, them then i have a hundred percent shot yeah and it's like because it's something that i can control well i can love on them the way christ would love on them and um and the deal is that jesus could have been trying to prove anything on the cross i'm powerful i know everything you know whatever but (laughs) what he chose to prove was that he is love and so when we go out and we we just want to love on people that's where i found the most success because that's where I'm I, like you said I'm mm-hmm. not focused on myself that's good so as we wrap this up again do you have any closing thoughts mine are just that the gifts are still for today that yes we've abused them because we've taken them out of the context of going out and serving and and releasing the gospel mm-hmm. and so we've distorted it but that it's all got to be based out of love and glorifying Jesus. Well, let's just pray this out real quick. Father God, we just praise you for your word so that we're not always just depending on our feelings and our thoughts about something, but we have something concrete that has stood the test of time that we know we can go back to and, and that your Holy Spirit brings those things to remembrance and uses it to guide us into all truth and to tell us all truth, to teach us even the deep things about you, Father God. And so we just praise you. And as we enter into a topic that um, has brought so much division in the church, would we just use it to bring the church back together? And would we just give some wisdom and application that would bring people into Uh, a knowledge of the gifts that is using it to glorify you and love on people in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's all we have for today, Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to jumping into this. How about you, Caleb? It's going to be great. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, get unified. (laughs) 